Before we begin, we would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land from which we are recording and you are listening today. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome back to another episode of You Have My Interest. I'm Evelyn and together with my colleague Maddie, we're mortgage brokers here to help you make smart moves with your money by giving you tips, tricks and tools to help navigate your wealth journey. Hello and welcome back to another Finance File episode. I'm Maddie, one of your co-hosts, and today I'm going to be taking you through the episode solo. If you're new here, the Finance File episodes are centered around our clients and their stories. We go through their financial situations together, along with their goals and the solutions that we've made for them as our clients. I'm coming to you today from Sydney, where I'll be situated for the next two weeks. It is much colder down here than in my hometown of the sunny Gold Coast. And because of the weather change, I've come down with a little bit of a head cold. So bear with me if my voice sounds a little bit funny over the podcast. A great update for you that I have is that the RBA have announced this week that they're pausing their cash rate hikes, which allows us mortgage brokers some well-needed breathing room. We've had about 10 cash rate rises in a row. So now that inflation has reached its peak and it's slowing down a little bit, this was a welcome surprise. I'm expecting another one to two further increases throughout the year, but I think we've enjoyed the most of it. Inflation is still strong, but it is lowering. It's just not where the RBA ideally likes it to be. I believe it's about 6.8% in comparison to the 2 to 3% that we have as a target. So I think we'll get a few more rises, but I think we've enjoyed the worst for sure. So today's episode is going to be centered around a single applicant who wants to purchase his next investment property, but the kicker is that he is solely using the salary he pays himself from his business. So he is self-employed. We haven't done a self-employed finance files yet, so I'm really looking forward to taking you through it. To preface, the lender that we've chosen for this client is Commonwealth Bank. So there are a lot of ways that someone who is self-employed or has a company can use financials to service a loan. This is going to be just one of the many ways that a bank can verify the income that's used for servicing. And I will be taking you through more as we progress throughout the season. The client wanted to purchase a property for $535,000 with a savings of $95,000. And he is based in Victoria and wanting to buy rurally. This application was submitted in August 2022, so keep this in mind when I'm discussing interest rates as they have risen since then, but I will let you know that as we progress throughout the episode. Without further ado, let's get into it. What are the demographics of the client? The client is a single applicant, he's 36 years old, and he doesn't have any kids. He lives in Melbourne, Victoria. What are they currently doing for work and what is their income? The applicant is self-employed and he is the director of his own company, which has been active since 2018. The business is in project management and the applicant is the sole director and shareholder of the company. For servicing, we have used Commonwealth Bank's simple self-employed verification policy. And one of the options for income verification using this policy is to provide six months worth of salary credits to a bank account. To meet this policy, we also have to confirm that the business income isn't required for servicing and that the client has been paying himself a regular wage for a minimum of six months. 
The client's salary is paid on a consistent weekly basis and can be shown as deposited into his personal bank account with a description of wages. What we have to do is show the bank that the weekly credits are for 26 weeks total. That equals obviously six months. The income that he pays himself is $1,000 a week. So once we multiply this by six months and convert this from net income to gross income, it gives us an overall salary of $69,000 gross per year. We also have to provide an accountant letter that advises the date that his business began trading. The company is making sufficient profits to meet the business commitments. Another word for commitments is also debts or liabilities. And we also have to state that he will continue to pay his salary that he has declared on the similar basis, which is obviously weekly. So this accountant letter is in replacement of showing any company financials to the lender as we are solely using his director's wage he pays himself into his bank accounts. As his business is in a strong position in its growth phase and he's demonstrated an increase of savings, we've been able to confirm this throughout the financial year that these commitments and that his salary he pays himself will be ongoing. Another thing to note is that this client has multiple directorships under his name and as we're not using any of the company profits for these businesses, we've also supplied another accountant letter that details and confirms that these businesses are either trading profitably and are able to meet their commitments or aren't trading at all. That's super important as we're not using any of these business profits or incomes. So we basically just need an accountant letter to confirm that they are meeting their own commitments. They are self-sufficient and they're not required for this deal. We are also using a rental income of $350 a week on the proposed purchase for servicing. And this will obviously be altered once the client finds a property and either has a tenant already in there and that can provide a lease agreement or we need a rental appraisal from the real estate agent. But we can go through that further in detail later on. How much do they have sitting in their bank accounts and what do they spend on a monthly basis? So the client has over $150,000 in savings. He spends about $1,700 a month, excluding any mortgage payments he will eventually have to pay. And he also will be spending about $150 a month in investment property expenses post-purchase. His major costs come from about $900 in recreation and entertainment expenses, and that includes dining out, cinemas, concerts, memberships, etc. And he also spends $650 a month in groceries. The client lives with his mum at home rent-free currently, and therefore the banks will use a notional rent of $650 a month to account for this. Really important to note this one because anytime you're living at home rent-free or spending minimum amounts on board or rent, a bank needs to account for about $650 a month in what we call notional rent. And this will always be added um, if you are living at home and you will continue to live at home after the purchase is complete, which is basically for investment purposes. What are their other assets? The client has a car worth about $50,000. He has $15,000 in shares and only about $15,000 in super, but he also has about twenty dollars to $30,000 worth of furniture and contents. Combine this with his $150,000 in savings, it's a fair bit of assets there and that he will accumulate after the purchase as well. Do they have any existing liabilities? 
The client is debt-free. He does have some debts associated with the companies, but they are irrelevant to a personal investment property purchase. What was the final solution chosen and why? So for a $535,000 purchase price an investment property in Victoria, we need to account for stamp duty, which is much higher in Vic than in any other state. The client wants to put the least amount of his savings into the purchase as possible, so a 90% loan-to-value ratio is ideal for him. Therefore, we're doing a $480,000 loan amount, which is a 90% loan-to-value ratio, but this does include lender's mortgage insurance as he's above the 80% loan-to-value ratio threshold. He is doing a variable product with offset accounts. It will be principal and interest repayments that he's going to make fortnightly. And the loan term is going to be 30 years to maximize his borrowing capacity. The interest rate for this with Commonwealth Bank was 5.2%. This was back in August last year. So this has increased by about 1%. This will equal about 6.2% of an interest rate for the client in today's terms. What loan did we decide was right for them? So a big reason for choosing Commonwealth Bank as the ideal lender for this client is the way that they can verify income for self-employed applicants. You may hear that if you're self-employed and you have a business, you would need a minimum of two years worth of financial statements, company tax returns, individual tax returns, notice of assessments, the works, literally all of your papers. (laughs) Well, there are different ways to evidence income if you're paying yourself a wage from your business. If you pay yourself a consistent wage of at least six months into your bank account and detail this transfer as wages or salary or the likes, banks can use this income and disregard the company financials. We of course need an accountant letter to confirm that the company is trading profitably and can meet all its commitments or liabilities or debts, but otherwise you're good to go. As the client also has other businesses he's affiliated with, as well as trusts, it can get quite complex. So an accountant letter is definitely needed so that the banks can again disregard these companies if they're profitable and meeting their commitments as well. All of this to say, we can use a director's wage and supply an accountant letter in lieu of company financials if they aren't needed to service the loan, which is absolutely awesome and a really, really good uh, outcome for this client. As he has additional funds sitting in his savings accounts, it was really important to have a packaged product with an offset facility included so that the client could reduce the interest accrued and pay down his loan faster. One of his goals was debt reduction, which is why he is paying down the principal and the interest of the loan and not just interest only. Commonwealth Bank also allows clients to have multiple offset accounts. I believe it's 99 plus, you can literally have unlimited which is great for clients who want to have all of their spending, saving, home loan and expense accounts in the one app and have consolidated financials. So this client ended up purchasing rurally and he's currently renovating the property to increase its value, which is awesome. And we can't wait to see the results. So this brings us to the end of this Finance Files episode. I hope you enjoyed having a taste of a self-employed applicant and this is just one of the many ways that income can be used to service a loan. There are plenty more options to go through that we will be covering in future episodes. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to bringing you more Finance Files in the future. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of You Have My Interest. Remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player. 
To find out more about how Everland can help educate and empower you to achieve your goals with finance and property, just visit everland.com.au forward slash podcasts and book in a free discovery call.